mercyships.org. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes and Doug McCary coming to you live on this Monday afternoon. Today is, what is it, October the 9th. And uh, we're glad you tuned in today. If you want to call in this afternoon, I'm sure there's going to be a lot to talk about today as we are coming. Obviously, it's uh, Columbus Day. But Columbus. We're also. Do, do we even celebrate that anymore? Well, I do. Uh, I don't know about you. I do. Um, I know the, the the world we're living in wants to change that. I should say, you know, <laughs> many of our uh, leaders want to change that, but uh, I think we'll just call it Columbus Day. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it is uh, Columbus Day, but it is a day right now where all the attention of the whole world right now is on the Middle East over in Israel again. You know, isn't it interesting that after thousands and thousands of years that Jerusalem is still the center? I mean, mm-hmm. it is. It is the central point of focus of the whole world right now at what's going on over there. And, you know, um, if you're not aware of what, what's going on, um, Hamas went into Gaza and uh, basically there was a music festival going on and they went in there uh, and they came in by hang gliders, I think, or, or you know, they came in right. yeah, through the air right. and they infiltrated through the land. And, um, and this area was all under Palestinian control, which they really hurt their own cause. And I don't think they care. They don't care. It's really... Yeah. Um, and again, this is in the South. You know, people, I've been getting a lot of calls and texts throughout the day. People want to know because we lead groups over there. In fact, we've got a group scheduled to go over there in November. And, you know, these things have happened, Brad. Uh, I've been going over there 10 years now. That This is going on every year. There's some kind of conflict. And, mm-hmm. and obviously, this is something major uh, yeah. in the south this <clears throat> they haven't seen anything like this and uh but it, it just shows you in our world and it doesn't matter whether you're here and if you think we're immune in the united states we have let millions i think somewhere like along eight to nine million people come into our country undocumented mm-hmm. in the south and a lot of military age men a lot of men from that part of the world a lot of men from china listen if you think we're immune from that you better get ready because it can happen here Mm -hmm. it's not just over there our world right now is is the the safest place you can be is in the middle of god's will not not in the midst of fear Mm -hmm. uh and so but we certainly need to be praying for what's going on over there Hamas is holding, they say, um, about 100 hostages, which um, they want to use as bargaining chips. And um, I was listening to an Israeli person talk earlier this morning about how they've been trying to negotiate for some Hamas terrorists 
to be released from Israel and they were looking mm-hmm. for a bargaining chip and maybe this is it, you know, they're trying to do it, uh, trying to get them out. But, um, you know, it, it's just a sad situation. And remember 50 years ago, and it's no coincidence it happened on the anniversary, um, of that surprise attack 50 years ago. Um, and, these attacks that israel is constantly being bombarded and attacked and so we need to pray for the peace of israel we need to pray for netanyahu and the leaders over there pray for the military guys that uh a lot of them i i I was listening to one uh, police officer's account in that area he Mm. was talking about losing eight of his friends and you know it this is real it's it's happening to real people a lot of people have been killed. This is their 9-11 down south, you know, and so that's what they have. People are saying it's their Pearl Harbor because they weren't ready. They weren't ready. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the thing that's kind of interesting. I I, um, I would think uh, Bibi Netanyahu and the Israeli military is probably one of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. And to have been caught off guard uh, is, is a bit surprising. Yeah, and, but they, you know, uh, you know these uh, Hamas doesn't really care that it was a Jewish holiday. That no, was an no. opportunity for them. No, well, and they're saying that Hamas is operating more like ISIS now than they have been in the past. Uh, I mean, when they start dragging babies and women and children and taking them hostage and and killing civilians in cold blood, that this is pretty unprecedented over there and um and so one thing you can rest assured about is that um uh, bb netanyahu is not going to take this lying down they will bring the full force uh that they can and the sad part of that to me is there are palestinians down there um, that will get caught up in that yeah. that have nothing they don't mm-hmm. want anything to do with hamas right. they don't believe in what hamas is doing um but um but the reason uh, if you're wondering why they did that is they're saying that it was in retaliation for israel's desecration of the temple mount um that's what they're saying uh and remember hamas is a terrorist group I mean, they're radical jihadists, um, and uh, they they believe that Israel stole land from them. We believe that Israel was given that land under a covenant with God. God gave it to His people, right. and uh, in their minds, though, they believe the Quran requires them to defend Islam by attacking Israel and anybody who supports the Jewish people, and so. And, uh, you know, right now it says there are Americans killed. I haven't seen any identification, but I will remind our listeners that there are a lot of dual citizenship Americans over there. There are Israeli citizens. There are American citizens. In fact, there are Americans a lot of times who go back and serve in the IDF. Oh, really? Yeah, they go back Hmm. and do their service. Right. uh, But they're American citizens. They're dual citizenship. Hmm. Well, it's, I guess it's estimated 800 Israelis dead, 1,480 people so far killed. Mm-hmm. Um, that would indicate there's a number of different uh, countries, nationalities represented there. 
Well, Hamas back in 1988 called for the complete destruction of Israel. I mean, like it's like Iran, right. and and we we know Iran is behind this. Um, they're they're they they've already been implicated. There was a Wall Street Journal article that came out. It was so funny because Blinken said, "Well, we're not sure," but the Wall Street <laughs> Journal is is publishing quotes yeah. and sourcing that they have. Well, Ron's already come out and said it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like it, it is. It is a bad thing. We need to pray for the people of Israel. Uh, pray for um, you know the people that are over there. Like you and I were talking, there's a group right here from Fernandina over in Israel right yeah. now yeah. on a tour. In fact, they were down at the Dead Sea. You said yeah, yesterday, I, and I literally just before I walked in the studio, I heard from him, and I'm not going to give names out, but uh, uh, they're they're good. He's trying, just says working it nonstop. May have an exit strategy into Jordan should know tomorrow yeah I just let them know we're praying for them and you know it's you know doug i remember when when we were and I, when i was over there with you i think that was in 2017 yeah when uh, trump moved the um the u.s embassy to, embassy jerusalem. to jerusalem yeah didn't they get attacked then there was too? a little there was a little shaky back then i mean it was, there was some concern but yeah. nothing obviously like this well, these these battles have been going on for two thousand and more years, mm-hmm. and so um, usually they they last a few days to a few weeks. Um, they still I don't think are bad. That's going to be the case. Well, here. they're they're still bad. Uh, well, I was talking to some people that believe that the, on the ground there, some Israeli people that believe that they will. They believe Netanyahu will mobilize what he needs to 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 take care of this quickly because you got to remember for Israel, you know what their biggest, their biggest source of income is for their country, for their GMP hmm. is tourism. Yeah. They cannot afford right. for terrorists or anything else to come in and do this. And so they, that, that is how these people live. You know, unfortunately every day that is withheld under COVID, they got decimated because all the groups were not allowed to go over there. And th- th- you're talking about people's livelihoods there. Yeah. Just like you or I get up and go do whatever we do, that's what they do every day. They lead the, There's literally hundreds and thousands of people every day flying in there for tours uh, from all different faiths, not just yeah. Christian faiths. No, faith. exactly. And so uh, uh, they recognize that. And, um, and, and again... Bibi Netanyahu is committed to the safety of his people, and so um, we just need to pray for them. Um, you know, pray pray for the uh, the government over there to to be wise. Pray for the soldiers and the military. Pray for God's people that are there to be lights wherever they are. God's people are over there. There there's people of God down in Gaza. You know, there's. There's Christian people that we yeah. need to be praying for that in the midst of this, they would be beacons of light to those around them. Uh, amen. You know, and I'm curious to get where take a break here in just a minute, but I was reading this that UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres condemned the Hamas terrorist attacks against Israel on Monday, but also said he's deeply distressed by Israel's response. I'm curious kind of where, you, you know, what your thoughts are. Guterres addressed the ongoing conflict from the United Nations 
briefing room on Monday telling reporters that nothing can justify Hamas's attack on Israel, which killed at least 800 people. He says, I recognize the legitimate grievances of the Palestinian people, but nothing can justify these acts of terror and the killing. He, he says, maiming and abduction of civilians. I reiterate my call to immediately cease these attacks and release all hostages, Guterres says. Now, <laughs> that's almost humorous, like like that's going to happen. Yeah, and that, uh, it's not going to happen. <clears throat> you know, he said, while I recognize Israel's legitimate security concerns, I also remind Israel that military operations must be conducted in strict accordance with international humanitarian law. He said, I'm deeply distressed by today's announcement that Israel will initiate a complete siege of the Gaza Strip. Mm-hmm. Nothing allowed in, no no electricity, food, or fuel. The humanitarian situation in Gaza was extremely dire before these hostilities. Now it will only de- deteriorate exponentially. Hmm. And, and I understand. Yeah. <laughs> but there is no negotiating with these people. There isn't. And unfortunately, all they understand is power. Right. And and right now we're we're really um, we're really hurting because uh, I mean, like, first of all, uh, our, our president didn't even hear about the attack. Yeah. Till hours later, which is absurd mm. because this is this is one of the most strategic places for our alliance in the whole world. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that was really disturbing. Well, what's we going do on. we do know that there it has been confirmed that nine Americans are dead. So yeah. anyway, uh, sad day, sad weekend. Glad you're tuned in. If you want to call eight four four. 777-7928. We'll take a quick break and be right back. SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, heard in Amelia Island at 91.3. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life, there's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this uh, Monday afternoon, Columbus Day. Glad you tuned in. If you want to call this afternoon, 844 
7-7-7-7-9-2-8. That's 844-777-SWAT. October and, uh, 9th, Brad. How about that weather this morning, man? Oh, my goodness. It was so good. Was it that was nice? so good. Went over, in fact, uh, uh, had dinner with some good friends of ours last night. He's he's uh, he's a, he's a Navy guy. And we sat in the backyard and had a little fire going. It was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. It was uh, nice out. Well, um, you know, I wanted to update our listeners. Uh, last week, I, I think I mentioned that there was a uh, one of our, our friends who was a former pastor and now a missionary who was in jail over in Russia. And uh, we had asked you guys to pray for his release. And I am happy to report he is now home here uh, in Jacksonville. He's returned. And thank you for your prayers. And uh, I know they were encouraged. And it was a great reunion. I think it just happened today or yesterday. Uh, so uh, I, I just wanted to let you know that appreciate your prayers. And uh, he is back and uh, happy to be with his wife uh, yes. after that ordeal. Beverly. Uh, yeah. anyway, yeah, yeah, just great. Love Wes. Uh, glad, uh, glad he's home. Yep. I sure am. Um, well, you know, uh, we have been working through the gospel mark. If you're just tuning into SWAT radio, um, the SWAT radio started out of the SWAT Bible studies and what the way we do the format here, Monday through Wednesday, we go over the teaching uh, that we covered last week at our SWAT Bible studies. We have five Bible studies here in town. And so um, we, we're in the Gospel of Mark, and we're looking specifically to this week at verses 12 and 13 of Mark. And we're kind of delving into this idea of Jesus being a different kind of king. This is the second part. Um, we looked at uh, last week, the first part, verses 9 through 11. And just a reminder, Mark's gospel is widely accepted as the first gospel that was written. It was from Peter's account, and uh, it was written to Christians in Rome. And he's primarily focused on presenting the life of Jesus through Peter's eyewitness account as the servant king. And he talks about the kingdom of God in there and discipleship. And he begins with this statement, the beginning of the gospel. And we talked about that word for the last couple of weeks, euangelion. That's what the word gospel mm -hmm. is in the Greek. And it means good news. The good news are the glad tidings of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And if you remember, there were only three instances where you could actually say euangelion in that culture back then. It was when a new emperor was crowned, a new emperor was coronated, or a new or an emperor had a great military victory. And so uh, Mark uses that term as what did the other gospel writers. And um, even Paul references that term in relation to Jesus as the Messiah King. And we saw two weeks ago how God reveals the good news through the message of that word itself through his messengers in the Old Testament, uh, Malachi and Isaiah, as well as others. And remember, in Malachi, he prophesied that there would be an Elijah that would come, and then there's 400 years of silence after Malachi, and the next thing we hear from God is John the Baptist on the scene, mm -hmm. preaching repent. Right. And so, and then finally, he reveals the euangelion through his Messiah himself, 
who would baptize people with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus was not just a good teacher, a good man, or a good leader. No, he was the Messiah King. And um, and so th- this week or last week, we uh, looked at how he identifies with his people. He's baptized. He didn't need to be baptized except the Father wanted him to be baptized to identify with his people. And by doing that, he validates the message of John the Baptist to repent and be baptized. And John at the baptism is really a picture of the Old Testament pointing to Jesus. And remember, um, we talked about how John was a, uh, his mother and his father was from the Aaronic line, the priestly line. Mm And his role as a priest was what? To present the sacrifice. And he says, behold, the Lamb of God. Yeah. Uh, the second thing we saw at the baptism was how God the Father spoke. And he said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And this is my son it comes from Psalm 2. And we delved into that. And that's really a coronation pronouncement from the Father. And then we saw the third thing that happened at the baptism was the Holy Spirit uh came upon jesus completing the trinity he he descended in bodily form it says like a dove the gentleness of a dove and we looked at that and we saw at the moment that jesus came up out of the water what happened it says the heavens were torn open Mm -hmm. and and it really is a picture then of the intervening of jesus for his people because the father if you remember was separate from his people why because of sin because of right. the nature of sin, they had to go through a priest. Priests had to offer sacrifices, but the heavens were literally being torn open so that Jesus could be that bridge between man and God. And and so we looked at that last week. Now this week we're focused on how he not only identifies with his people as a different kind of king and intervenes for his people, but he ensures hope for his people. And we're going to look at verses 12 and 13, and and then we're going to pop over to Matthew 4, uh, 3 through 11, which is kind of an expanded version. But if Jesus is the promised Messiah King, and he saves his people from their sins and judgment, and if sin is from Satan, then Jesus must battle and be victorious over Satan. And if he doesn't come away with a victory one-on-one with Satan, um, then he can't reign as Messiah. And so this test slash temptation, as we look at all three of the synoptic accounts, follows the baptism. So Jesus is coronated, no celebration. He goes right into the desert, and he wants to prove, or God's proving through these tests, that he is morally and divinely qualified to be our Messiah. But he cannot use his divinity as the second person of the Trinity to go around the temptations. He doesn't. <clears throat> he, can you make bread? What's that? Can you make bread out of stones? Uh, no. No, so no. he can't do that, right. even though right. technically he could at any time. But he had put that aside. He put his power aside and the temptation in all three tests is not necessarily just the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. But for Jesus, it is don't humble yourself. Don't humiliate yourself. You are God's son. You are the Messiah. 
you don't have to be crucified. You don't have to do the incarnation. Exhibit who you really mm-hmm. are. And that's the real temptation. And, you know, Brad, as I was preparing for this, I was thinking about Joe White. Joe's always had labs, and he loves labs, and he trains those labs to show kids at camp. Uh, t- uh, he, he gives them a great illustration with his lab. And what he does— You're talking about Labrador Retrievers. Yeah, yeah, la- yeah I'm sorry, Labr- yeah. Yeah, Labrador yeah. Retrievers. He's always had uh, brown chocolate labs. And so he um, he will— He'll get all the students around. He'll throw a piece of meat or an Oreo or whatever down on the ground, and that dog will not move. It'll be right there in front of the dog, Mm -hmm. but the dog will not move. Instead, the dog is looking at Joe. Now, he, he said when he first started, you know, every dog you throw it down, they go, but through corrective instruction, you train the dog to not do it. But what happens is they won't the dog won't move till he says now Mm. and so the dog is looking at joe the whole time waiting for joe to say when why because that dog is faithful to his master his eyes are on the master not on the object so temptation is common to all of us and what i found in my own life you probably can attest in your life that any time we ever give in to temptation, it's because we take our eye off the master. That's right. And if that yeah. dog looks at the treat, I promise you he won't be able to stand it. He'll go for it. And we're the same way. And, you know, in Hebrews 4, um, verses 15 and 16, the writer to Hebrews says, we have a priest who is, what, able to. Able to sympathize. Yeah, he sympathizes. He <clears throat> yeah. understands. He's a great, he's gone through every temptation that we could. And later on in Hebrews, in chapter 12, verse 1, uh, he says, throw off the things that so easily entangle you, and instead fix your eyes on the author and the perfecter of your faith. And that's what we should do. That's right. Uh, Paul, over in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, says that whenever we're tempted, there's always a way of escape. And that way of escape is to keep our eyes on the master. Mm -hmm. Because I promise you, when we fail, it's because we're yeah. not keeping our eyes yeah. on the master, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. But even Jesus, uh, you know, John five nineteen, he says, truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the father doing. Yes. That, to your point, is he's only going to do what the father tells him to do. That's exactly right. And so as we look at this passage today in um, Mark chapter 1, verses 12 and 13, in fact, I'm going to have you read that, and then it's just, it's really, it's the Cliff Notes version of of the temptation, really, Mm -hmm. and then we're going to make a couple of comments, and then we're going to jump over to Matthew 4 after the break, okay? All right, so uh, Mark chapter 1, verse 12 and 13. Yes. It says, the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness 40 days, being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild animals, and the angels were ministering to him. Okay, so a couple of quick comments before we go to break. It says in verse 12, immediately the Holy Spirit drove him. It compelled Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. That's the same word that is used when it says Jesus uh, compelled the, the demons to come out, or he drove the demons out. Also notice the word wilderness in verse 12. It, it means desert. So Jesus is here isolated, and he's alone. And it says in verse 13, 40 days. Who else fasted 40 days? Moses, yeah. then Elijah, yeah. 
Israel was in the wilderness 40 years. 40 is always seen as a testing number or a judgment number. And it says he was being tempted by Satan. And so uh, it says he was out there with wild animals. Uh, We know from Deuteronomy 8, uh, verse 15, it says in that desert were were serpent fiery serpents or poisonous snakes and scorpions and so here jesus is out in this area and it finishes with the angels were ministering to him in the other accounts it says that too at the end they served him food at the end mm. uh and so uh, but they were ministering throughout so when we come back we're going to jump over to matthew 4 three and see the expanded version of this and how we can take some things away from that amen glad you tuned in call us at 844-777-7928 we'll take a quick break be right back times have a way of focusing us we have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending our health care this is why so many people are joining metashare right now MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with health care costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. Expect some delays because of a crash in Clay County on Blanding Boulevard southbound at Blairmore Boulevard blocking the left lane. Also, there's planned construction on the East Beltway, 295 southbound at the Dames Point Bridge, blocking the right lane. Mostly clear tonight, low 55. Tuesday, mostly sunny, high 83. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Monday afternoon. Glad you tuned in. If you want to call this afternoon, the number is 844-777-7928. 844-777-SWAT. If you have a question or a comment, you can also email us at ask at SWATradio.com. We are in Mark chapter 1. Uh, you know, Doug, I was you, talking about this immediately, that, you know, following this, the baptism the Holy Spirit descends on Jesus like a dove and immediately mm-hmm. connects the temptation closely with the baptism. You know, the same spirit that came on Jesus at his baptism is now driving him into the wilderness. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. Um, oh, what's the guy's name, Brad, that wrote Disciplines of a Godly Man? Um, 
Kent Hughes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I just had a senior <laughs> moment. Stu Weber. Yeah. I don't know why. No. 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 Yeah, Kent yeah, Hughes. This one's have got a uh, Kent Hughes uh, wrote about this following, and says, you know, in one second, or not literally a second, but in one scene, the uh, heavens are torn apart. Hmm. God saying, "This is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased." In the very next scene, he's in hell, pretty much with yeah. Satan. Yeah. I mean, think about it, because he's um, it, hell's opened up and Satan's here on earth tempting him. Um, and, you know, and it, I've went over there, and I didn't really understand this until I went to Israel with Ray Vanderlaan back in 19. But to the Jewish mind, um, the desert was always considered a place of danger, right. of gloom, right of darkness in fact they use the word desert in speaking of their own life when they're going through a difficult time or i'm in a desert right now you know i mean like they it's um known to them to be a place where demons live or make their residence um and even the fact that mark throws in there wild animals if if wild animals are someplace there's no humans there. right well and if, <laughs> you, you know. look at the old testament so oftentimes the israelites associated uh, the, the the cultivated land as god's blessing yes and yet uh, the wilderness was really a curse yes um and jesus submitted humbly for that yeah, he did, and and I, I really I want to get into it, but I want to get back to us for a second as we look at this. You know, when we think about temptation, a lot of times we, it's easy. It's it, it, I, I say it's easy. It's easier for us to notice when others fall in temptation than to acknowledge our own failure. Um, uh, Chuck Colson wrote a book. Uh, or it was actually a collection of essays called Who Speaks for God. And he, he tells a story uh, in there uh, of um, watching uh, um, uh, 60 Minutes. Remember that program the oh, old, yeah. with Mike Wallace? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Wallace was interviewing a, a guy from Auschwitz named Yahil Denur. And he was one of the primary witnesses at uh, the Nuremberg War Crimes trial, you know, and one of the guys that uh, was on trial there was a guy named Adolf Eichmann, which if, you know, if you're Jewish or anybody who knows anything about the Holocaust knows he was a, he was a big guy. Right. And so, um, but anyway, when Denur entered the courtroom and saw Eichmann for the first time since he was there, uh, he began to cry. He just stopped and began to cry. And they said he almost fainted. And, um, you know, when he was uh, asked about it, uh, he he actually told Mike Wallace, no, at once I realized that he wasn't this huge army officer like I thought he was uh, that sent so many people to their death. He was just an ordinary man. And I, I was afraid for myself. I, be, I begin to think that um, Eichmann is in all of us. I mean, he said, I mean, this is man's nature, by the way. I mean, this is the heart the, is yeah, deceitfully yeah, wicked. Yeah. Uh, and, and when Adam and Eve fell, sin became part of every one of us and mm-hmm. we are easily deceived. Um, 
you know, and it, it wasn't being in front of this monster that made him weep. It was realizing that that monster was inside all of us. And we don't like to acknowledge right. that. Right. Right. Um, uh, but anyway, I mean, we're, we're, he, he says we're tempted to, to, to steal because we're thieves. We're tempted, we're tempted to kill because we're murderers and to, uh, uh, commit adultery because we're adulterers. Even, even though we might not do these things in our hearts, we do them. Jesus said, if you look at a woman in lust, you're an adulterer. If you yeah. look at a man and hate yeah. him, you're a murderer. And so, um, we're, we're prone to evil. Well, <clears throat> just take the last few days, what's happened over in Israel. Yeah. What is it stirring in you? You know, what? Uh, I'd hate to admit what it stirred in me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, well, again, our visceral responses oftentimes are not godly responses. Yeah. They're not coming under the control of God's spirit. No. And, and let's face it. We live in a very broken world. But I just was, was struck by what he said um, and thinking of his perception at that moment right right that i i can be just as evil yes and really that's the essence from you know at least what i learned when i was going to israel that's the essence behind love your neighbor he is you know uh as yourself it it really means love your love your neighbor he's like you Hmm. i mean he's like you right you have sins he has sins yeah and it's easy for us, especially in our current climate, to forget those things, right? Yeah, yeah. We they're blind. Yeah, right. And, yeah, we uh, we all face temptation, and when we face temptation, the question is: Are our eyes going to be on the master? Yeah. In a yeah. in a in a tough situation. Yeah. Uh, because. And, and, you know, it's interesting that strikes me about this passage is that it's right on the heels of this great coronation. That, mm-hmm. I mean, really, the heavens open right. up. Yeah. This is my son. I'm well pleased. And I'll tell you, in ministry, I, I, after victories, that's when you're most <laughs> susceptible, isn't it? I totally agree. I, I put on my notes here that uh, if I'm going to be used of God, uh, I will likely be driven into the wilderness in order for God's power to be revealed, to be well, put because, on display. Because let's, let's face it, when, when we have great moments of victory, we can tend to look at ourselves as the source of that victory. And take credit. And take credit. And, you know, I think of Nebuchadnezzar. I mean, I th- yeah. here, here he is, this, he had this great, these great victories because God was using him as an instrument, even against mm-hmm. his own people. And God's warned him through Daniel, hey, I mean, not, uh, yeah, through Daniel, hey, don't, don't do like this, King. Yeah, yeah. Don't do this way. Don't, don't be prideful, uh, or even um, King Herod, you know, Agrippa, who was, you know, these people are like, this is a voice of a God, and he's, you know, he received the glory that only God should get, and what happened. He got eaten by worms, and yeah. so the temptation is always there. And uh, I, I, I can't remember the exact psalm right now or, or proverb, uh, 
but it says, I'll find it. A man is tested by his praise. I totally agree. I totally agree. And what was the purpose of God taking Israel into the wilderness? It was to test them. He says that, you know, he actually lays that out that the purpose of him taking them was to see if they would obey him and trust him. Yeah. And uh, so uh, that testing sometimes I'm, I'm going to find that verse during our break. I know <laughs> yeah. we got to go to a break here. By the way, but, Tip, uh, one of our listeners, Tim, uh, sent a text. And this is kind of an interesting thought. We always love to get text and emails from our listeners. He said, Mark talked about the wild animals in the gospel in his gospel. He says, I find it interesting that the first Adam was over all the animals. This shows Jesus is the second Adam who also has control over the wild animals. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. yeah, it's Proverbs twenty seven twenty one, uh, guys. Just so, just so you know, that, yeah, that is that is good. In fact, we're going to get into that probably not today. I'll get into that tomorrow about Adam and his ruling over that and Jesus. Adam was over peaceful animals and right. Jesus over wild animals, but he had control. Well, I think there's been maybe some confusion that, you know, Mark's expression doesn't mean that Jesus was forced out into the wilderness. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, against his will, but that he went with a with a strong sense of, you know, of the Spirit's leading. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't that he made him go, like, because under compulsion, it right. was that— it was just Mark was showing a sense of urgency to it. Um, hey, that proverb, the crucible is for silver and the furnace for gold, and a man is tested by his praise. That's good. That's yeah, good. Proverbs 27, 21. 27, 21. I'll, I'll be memorizing that. Yeah, one. that's a good one. <laughs> Glad you tuned in today. If you want to give us a call, 844-777-7928, 844-777-SWAT. You can email us at ask at swatradio.com with your questions and comments. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Arlington at 91.7. There I was on death row, guilty in the first degree. Son of God hanging on him. Hell was my destiny. 
Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Doug here on this Monday afternoon. We're glad you have tuned in. Uh, you can call us during this last segment. I can't believe we're already in our last segment, but the number <clears throat> again is 844-777-7928. And uh, again, email us at ask at SWATradio.com. If you're not familiar with SWAT Radio, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. Uh, in fact, um, we meet uh, throughout the week, various places around the city here in uh, Jacksonville and St. Augustine. If you want to check out and maybe uh, come join us for one of the studies, go to SWATradio.com, click on the meetings tab. You'll see the various locations that we meet. Yeah, and this week uh, would be a great week because this week we're getting into the kingdom of God. And uh, if you... Um in fact, if you if you had a three by five or a four by six card in front of you, what would you write down if somebody asked you what is the kingdom of God? If you're a guy out there and you live in Jacksonville and you don't know, show up. I'd love I'd love for you to come because uh, it, it's an important topic. Jesus spoke about it almost a hundred times in the New Testament, yeah. and I think it's something we need to know. And to be honest with you, Brad, it's something that I didn't really think about that much i didn't you, we obviously talked a lot about that this summer uh-huh. in light of the book uh, that uh, that discipleship ben, ben sobels and bill hull wrote yeah oh and by the way <clears throat> every wednesday at 10 a.m in this building 7235 bentley road for you women out there there is a swat for women and uh my wife Lori teaches it I think they have about 16 women coming now, but uh, you are welcome to come. Uh, They're in the book of Acts, and uh, Lori uh, loves the word. I don't know anybody who loves the word, man, and digs in that word more than she does. And uh, and so uh, you are welcome to join them, and they, they meet from 10 to 1130, and then they go out for lunch. And so uh, they have a good group, good fellowship, good community. That's SWAT for women every Wednesday at 10 a.m. And if you want to know more about either one of those, you can just shoot me an email at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's D-O-U-G at SWATradio.com. Well, Brad, uh, you know, we were talking about temptation. I gave that uh, illustration about um, uh, Eichmann and, um, you know, um, uh, that uh, guy named Denor who was on uh, 60 Minutes. And you know, when we really stop and think about uh, the temptation that's out there, every temptation Satan tempts us with is dealing a lot of times with a valid need in our life. Mm-hmm. It's always a valid need <clears throat> right. that he just attempts us to uh, get met uh, apart from God's provision to meet that need. He wants us to meet it our way and not God's way. Right. He doesn't want us right. to depend on him. In fact, when he quotes the Bible, we're going to get into that this week, he he takes out a, a part of a verse that says God will guard you in all your ways. He was talking about the Messiah there. But Satan does not want us to depend on God. He wants us to take matters into our own hands. He wants us to get things our own way, to do it in our own timing without regard to God. And what does God do with the people of Israel? He sends them into the desert for 40 years, and he says, I'm putting you out there to test you Mm -hmm. to see if you really will trust me to provide for you. 
And how many times did they go out there and start complaining? You don't take care of us. You don't do this or you don't do that. And we do the same oh, thing. Oh, well, I was going to say, I, that's what I put in my notes. I am, I am Israel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am Israel in the wilderness a lot of times complaining and grumbling. Mm-hmm. And yet God continues to provide yeah. what I need, maybe not always what I want. Mm-hmm. Focus. Got to keep my focus on the master. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I, I, I've never forgotten the way Joe used that with those kids, and yeah. it's such a powerful truth for us that we need to be reminded uh, mm-hmm. of often that, you know, I, I think of Jehoshaphat. You know, when Jehoshaphat was surrounded by lots of troops, and he was really distraught about what to do, He, I mean, he had the responsibility to protect Israel as a king, and he didn't know what to do with all these uh, enemies of Israel that had surrounded him. And he just prayed and he said, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. I mean, yeah. man, if we could just pray that hmm. with an authentic heart when we're in the midst of yeah. a trial, yeah. when we're in the midst of a temptation, uh, just, Lord, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. Lead me, guide me. I believe what Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 10 is that's the way of escape to look to him and he'll provide that, yeah. you know, Yeah. but, but a lot of times we don't, a lot of times it's easier to yield to the temptation of the flesh, to yield to the temptation of our own hearts, you know? Uh, and so, uh, we're going to see in Jesus as he not only models for us, how to respond to the temptation he's going to prove himself worthy as the divinely qualified the morally qualified messiah king and that's really the point of the temptation uh, i didn't understand that really uh brad and and we'll get into this uh, tomorrow but um you know I, I i've always looked at the temptation of as just being well um, Jesus did it so I can do it. And that was <laughs> mm-hmm. not the point. Right. That was not the point. The point was Jesus did it to prove that he's morally, divinely qualified. Yeah. That's the point. That he is who he that says he, he is. Yes, he yeah. is the qualified Messiah King. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's because even when I, I, I think, well, it, it's to prove that Jesus did it so I can do it, it's about me. <laughs> right. Right. You know, right? I mean, there's obviously much we can learn in how Jesus absolutely uh, defended absolutely. against the attack of the enemy. Certainly, we'll get into that later in the week. The idea of the sword, the sword of truth. Yeah, you know I mean, that that's what Jesus used. Yeah, it, but isn't it interesting that and and we go back to verse twelve where it says he was in the wilderness, he was isolated and alone. How did Matthew know about it to write about right, it? Right. How did Luke know about it to write about it? How did Mark mm. know about it? Because Mark's writing from Peter's perspective. How did they know if Jesus was isolated and alone? Nobody was with him. Right. And, you know, our typical response is, well, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. That's true. But couldn't it have been also that the Holy Spirit... Um, move Jesus to reveal it to his disciples yeah. to tell them 
And I'm, I'm, I believe that's what happened. I mean, like they would, he would have taught them, you know, uh, the, he would have taught them that, you know, Satan is going to come after you. You're gonna, in fact, he told Peter, Hey, Satan's asked to sift you. Right. Maybe it was after that. Mater Peter right. goes, well, what do I do? Well, let me tell you a story. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, but we, a lot of times we don't think about how much they talked the disciples right. and Jesus. And you've been to Israel walking. I mean, like they walked everywhere. everywhere. They, yeah. I mean, made, yeah. how many times had they gone past the place of temptation that was desolate? You know, in the wilderness, how many times in their journey walking, it would have been very easy for Jesus to say, hey, you know what? Let me tell you what happened up there. Exactly. I, you know, and and that was that was where the enemy came. And let me tell you, he's going to come after you. And, and let me tell you how I defeated him and uh, to what you said. So, well, I, I think it goes back, you know, for me. And again, not that it's about me. But it's a good reminder that if if we're going to be used of God, uh, we're going to be we're going to we're going to experience some wilderness mm-hmm. in life. Yes. And so oftentimes, you know, uh, we know that Jesus said, "If they persecuted you, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you." Mm-hmm. Uh, if I went to the wilderness, you're going to go through the wilderness. Yes. And let that be an opportunity for God's glory to be revealed mm-hmm. in the midst of the wilderness. I mean. The fact of the matter is, you, you know, I think I don't know who it is uh, who talks about how as we look at sin, you know, it's like looking up at the stars. Last night was a beautiful night. Oh, it looked was up at the skies and the stars are just uh, well, you wouldn't appreciate the stars if it weren't for the black backdrop that it that the stars are up against. And so, oftentimes, we tend to look at the evil of this world, and you realize, hey, what man meant for evil god meant for good Mm -hmm. and uh certainly was true in the wilderness it it was and um you know um this whole idea of the heavens being torn and then hell being torn open and satan coming i was interesting Mm -hmm. that kent hughes brought up that contrast and really that happens a lot i've seen it being in ministry almost 30 years now Every time there's this m- victory, yeah. ministry-wise, yeah. the enemy's right there to attack. Mm. He wants he, and it may not be Satan himself. It may be one of his demon minions that's out there, but he does not like God's work. He does not right. like God's people doing God's work. Well, I made this note here, that, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here. This was just from our the study last week. <clears throat> and I, I made this point in my notes is that the appeal was for Jesus to circumvent the cross. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, right. that that's, you know, but then I put here God's will done in God's way and in God's timing will not lack God's provision. provision. Yep, that's right. That's exactly right. And so, uh, you know, and so as we, I know we're going to close, we're closing. That's right. That's a good way to finish God's will done God's way uh, in God's timing will never lack God's provision. I mean, it's like Love that's, that. that's, that's true. Yeah. Hey, uh, here's a question for you, a little teaser for tomorrow. Was it possible for Jesus to have sin? Could Christ have sinned? 
That's a question we'll look at tomorrow as we delve into Matthew's account of the temptation. It's just an expanded view of what Mark's bringing out, and we're going to look at that uh, tomorrow. And that's not a trick question. Nope, it's not. <laughs> no, it, it is, uh, you know, uh, that it, it is the impeccability is what it's referred to, or the peccability. Uh, people who hold to the peccability believe he could have sinned, but he did not. Which view is correct? We're going to look at that <laughs> tomorrow and have a discussion. Love uh, to have your calls. Brad, always good to have you in here and uh, see you. And uh, hope you have a good week. Yeah, I'll let's continue to, to continue to pray for Israel yes. and uh, all those who are over there. Our good friends here from Jacksonville who are yeah. traveling over there, travel for safe mercies. And uh, anyway, glad you tuned in today. Call us tomorrow. Go to SWATradio.com and we'll look forward.